is always a man at a wedding who is not in any photograph, but can go anywhere. He can carry an equipment bag around with him if he likes, and you never even see his face. Ah, the photographer, excellent. Thank you. Uh, may I have a look at your camera? Brilliant, ruthless, and almost certainly a monomaniac. Though in fairness, his photographs are actually quite good. This is episode 286 on January 31st, 2019. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and other things. I'm Joseph Ferreira. I'm Dave Podner. And I'm Greg McMillan. And Matt couldn't be with us today because he's sick. He's also mm. under the weather, but uh, that's different. <laughs> um, <laughs> How are you guys doing? Let's start with you, Greg. Uh, I'm I'm trying to stay warm. Uh, it just seems like every time we uh, do a show, we talk about the weather. But that's because we have such a variety of weather up here in, in Canada. And I think it's very similar for Dave in Pittsburgh. But um, it's been, again, so cold. And we've had blustery, blowing snow for about three or four days now. And, uh, you know, starting to get, starting to get a little cabin fever. Um, I wanted to get out yesterday. I wanted to get out today. I wanted to, to, you know, do some photography and it just, just when you think it's clearing up a little bit to go out, then all of a sudden you look out the window again and sometimes you can't even see across the street. So yeah, it's been, uh, it's just <laughs> been that kind of a week for us here in Oh, way up Canada. North. Oh, wait. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but um, no, I, I I finished my blog post and uh, we're going to touch on the uh, that topic later in the show here. But um, I wanted to get some photos to accompany it. That's what I wanted to get out and, and, and shoot. And I just couldn't do it. So, yeah. Uh, publishing that post will be delayed ah mm. yeah i i can't complain it's 30 degrees right now so i'm doing really good uh, <laughs> <laughs> some places did you buy I that mean, snow shovel yet uh no still uh 14 years here and no snow shovel i should get one soon uh. <laughs> dave how are you doing uh, freezing um, and making sure the brass monkey is in off the uh, front lawn too. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. I was able to get out and take a couple of photos um, before all the the really the it really we didn't get that much snow to be honest. We got hit a little bit on Wednesday morning, um, literally an inch or two. But the problem is that it hit right at morning rush. And the temperatures were going, that's the last time we saw over 20 degrees. So it was still warm enough. The salt helped a little bit and the plowing helped. But it, then we hit the middle of the day temperatures being below zero Fahrenheit. So, yeah. and the blowing winds and everything else. And it was like, my work even said on Tuesday, um, before it all came in, I said, if you want to work from home, Please do so. Talk to your boss. Get everything approved ahead of time. Yeah. And our boss said, you know, if you don't feel comfortable coming in because of the cold or if you'd rather stay at home, you guys have the ability to work remotely. 
please go ahead. And then, then you start seeing things, you know, emails going out saying, oh, this person's working, this person's working from, just so everyone knows, and all of a sudden, our department of 10 people, there's only two people in the office. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With space heaters in our office. Yeah. Oh, they were desperate. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of normal. I hate to say it, but for our office, that's normal for us. We normally yeah. have a couple space heaters running in a winter. Just because, yeah. for whatever reason, it's just cold. But like I said, I was able to at least on Sunday and Tuesday get some, get, well, while I was out running, get some uh, photos in. Um, and the kind of nice thing was the one photo, because it's one of those things where your eye sees a lot more range and detail than the camera yep. can pick up. Yep. So in my mind, I saw this and I was, you know, it was cold and I was running. It was like, oh, that looks like an awesome photo. You get the camera out, you take the photo, and you're like, I'm going to look at that when I get home. It's going to just be mind-blowing. And I bring it home, and between the gray sky, the light dusting of snow on the ground, the gray river, it kind of looked blah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, when I was out there, it looked so much better, but it was like brought it home. I was like, blah. Yeah. So I was able to do some, and this is where you go from, you know, you, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of flip between editing to be as photorealistic as possible uh -huh. and to say, this is exactly what I saw when I was out there to where it's like, yeah, I just want to do something that, no, it didn't look like that. I wanted to do something completely different. Yeah. This was a... Yeah, the original photo just didn't turn out as impressive <laughs> as I thought it was. So I went full black and white vintage photograph, heavy grain, you know, with and just said, okay, you know what? I think it looks pretty good, but it yeah, it does not look at all like real life. But I even put a border on it. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I'm going with that. That looks good. <laughs> all right. I gotta look at it. Did you post it on Instagram? Uh, I, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was actually part of a multi-shot one. Um, yeah, yeah. If you go to my thing, it's the fourth one down. Okay. Let's see. One, two, three, four. So it's the, one of the trees with the sun peering through the clouds. Uh, next bit. one down. Next oh, one next down. One. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It has a very, um, early... Instagram kind of feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, it was just, it was, I was actually kind of going for a, like a big, especially since there's no buildings easily in the photo or no um, vehicles. I was going for like a 1900s, 1910, 1920 vintage feel, like an old black and white grainy right. yeah. photo to it. Like I said, early Instagram where it's like, yeah, my camera is not that good, but I can take an interesting photo and uh, put tons of filters on it to make it look halfway decent. Uh, you know, it's funny because I I said this years ago. We paid engineers millions of dollars to remove all of the imperfections just to pay uh, other engineers and uh digital people to throw it all back in there and, mm -hmm. and you know it's like that full circle yeah you can, 
<laughs> we have we could take these these photos that you know look flawless, but we have to throw stuff in to make it seem realistic. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I. Uh, it's funny uh, when we look at an image and and the what we have in our mind's eye is totally different. I had a, a similar experience. I wasn't taking the photos, but a friend of mine who's doing some shirts, he's a, he's a pastor of another church. He's, um, he sent me a photo of the shirt that he was going to use for, for our t-shirts. And it came out like sky blue in the, um, in the image. He says it's, he goes, this is the shirt we're using, but it doesn't look like that. I'm like, okay. And uh, I said, what does it look like? And he goes, think of painter's tape. I'm like, okay, I like that color. And then finally he uh, took another picture. He had the tag in the photo, and it was able to balance out the mm -hmm. exposure and then get the color correction. And I'm like, yes, I like that color. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there. They're like, I don't know, you know, how to do it. And, you know, we have these apps that can, you know, you can take and set the white balance and then you can get the correct exposure, you know. But there's a lot of people out there there. I don't know what he was what he was using, but, you know, they just take a picture and it's like, yeah, it doesn't really look like that, but. It'll work. It's a picture. Um, <laughs> I, I I have that love hate relationship with auto magic, um, you know, programs that try to do everything um, because in certain cases it doesn't work, in other cases you don't want it to work, and you want to be able to kind of manage uh, manage the 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 photograph as you want it instead of the machine doing it for you. But you know, with the in in the instance with iPhones, you know they don't want people to have that much control because they don't. I think they don't think people can take good images with, you know, with their own knowledge, and so they do it for them so that they can't complain that oh it messed my uh th this phone is terrible you know it, it can't take a good image i i think back to another time when i had my 3gs and i was showing my boss at work i said hey look at these photos i took he goes wait you took it with that and uh one of the ladies in the office had walked in and he looked at her and says you have that phone right and she goes yeah and he says, how are your photos? And she goes, oh, they're terrible. And <laughs> I showed her mine. She goes, wait, you took it with that? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this is the exact same phone um, that I had, she had. And, you know, it just, she, she couldn't, she had already made the decision that it, it wasn't going to work uh, based on the images that she had. But, you know, the nice thing about this show and other shows that will be coming out, we have people that ha that can walk us through or, you know, uh, give us good tips on uh, on how to get those images with our phones. And so I think it's time for us to go ahead and move into our 
Let's see here. News. News team, assemble! All right, before we start, we talk about that show, let's go ahead and get into our news and talk about Apple. So, Dave, take it away. Sorry about that. Yeah. So, just came out earlier this week, more rumors. Um, And, of course, it's kind of weird to have rumors this early, I'm thinking, because there's so much up in the air. I'm sure, you know, Apple, if you look at past history and listen to people who actually have contacts inside of Apple – uh, who you may trust? Um, I'm thinking in my in my mind like an Andy Anako or Renee Ritchie uh, in terms of rumors and people don't try to try to overblow things. This early on, Apple has two or three phones or two or three ideas that they're testing in multiple phones, and it may be a test for this year's phone. It may be a test for next year's phone. And then, of course, something happens where someone in China where they're building the pro- – or someone gets a hand of a prototype and they think, oh, this is obviously the iPhone 11 about to come out in September 2019. And this is our breathless reporting about this is what you should be expecting this fall. And Apple's like, whatevs. <laughs> yeah. That's like, okay, we got three things going on. You only saw one of them, but okay. Um, but – the hard rumor, and I, we talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, about the third camera on the back. So uh, this is multiple times we're seeing rumors about a third uh, camera specifically for a larger field of view. So I, now the one thing they don't go into, uh, the rumor, well, at least what was written in Bloomberg, um, is saying how it's there to get a wider range of view uh, and a wider range of zoom. So I don't know if that means we're going to get not necessarily fisheye, but super wide, quote unquote, normal, and then telephoto. It, I don't know how Apple's going to call it, but there are things. And I want, and I'm sorry. I want, sorry. I just wonder if it would be optical zoom. I'm assuming yes. And I don't know if the if if it's going to be not just wider, but better light you know better for low light situations oh i hope so they had that uh that one optical zoom patent uh, a few years ago where it the camera would move inside the the phone uh but the i want to say it used a reflective like mm-hmm. a, um, yeah, some sort of a mirror that it would zoom, you know, back and forth from, so that it wouldn't have to protrude outside of the the case or the 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 body. Mm-hmm. So it would actually be inside of the phone, uh, zooming in and out, uh, with a mirror or something like that that would uh, be facing the outside. You know, yeah, and with, you know, with the the small size of everything that's within these cameras and lenses, I think that could very well work um, quite nicely. Uh, they would have to be very, um, you know, it'd have to be very fine precision movement when when you're talking that small because there's yeah. 
probably literally no room for error. But I think that could work. I wonder what would happen with the image stabilization if it would go from a mechanical to a digital uh, with that type of uh, setup. But that's just one camera. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, Interesting. they're also talking about where they could use it to repair a video or photo if something accidentally got cut off. So you're taking a photo. I can almost – and with them going heavier towards computational, you're taking the photo with the – you know, when, you, when you're actually selecting the photo on the screen to take it from, you're going to take it from, let's say, the – what's considered now the normal – the normal lens, but it's also taking a photo with the zoom and the wide all at the same time. And then behind the scenes, it'll say, well, from this here, the telephoto took the sharper image of that part of the image. The regular took that and the other one took that better because it was able to hit a wider and you're going to now have a composite of all three cameras at once. Okay. Now, whether if that's an override and you'll still be able to use like halide or camera plus to actually select this camera this you know camera a versus camera b versus c instead of having it odd like i said automatically pick it for you and say oh no that's okay we'll take care of it little photographer you don't have to worry your head about it we'll take the best of you know combining everything together that would be nice to have an option that way but to have it where for the majority of people say, take the camp, take the photo, and we'll make sure everything's taken care of. Yeah. Now, whether it's this year or next year, because they're also saying the other rumor, and it's it's kind of crazy to say the rumor for the 2020 camera, which is a year and a half away, is the 3D camera where they're actually going to put a laser. And I know I've had old older digital cameras with the laser depth sem- um yeah. Um, the depth finder, but this is be more of almost you could do a 3D model of something within up to 15 feet away. Huh. So yeah, instead kinda, of just kind of like the FaceTime mm-hmm. sensors. Exactly. Exactly. But in, but since you're 15 feet away, you can't use the the infrared, you know, dot because mm, it, that would yeah. just be too much. Just using shooting lasers and trying to get your depth information that way, especially for uh, augmented reality. So it, uh, the, the heavy – looking at the rumors, I know we're so far off, but it looks like this year may be another – I don't want to call it minor step, but another step year like last year's was. But the big leap of the year will be maybe 2020 where they come out and say, you know – you use the iPhone, whatever they're going to call it, and since this will have five G, actual real five G, not the fake five G that everyone's marketing to, they're already starting to do that. Uh, you'll be able to bring out your mapping software and just kind of hold it up, and you get you can see yourself in this three 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 D simulation of what's in front of you, or you can see this as a true three D simulation type thing. Because I know, you know, Tim Cook, you listen to Tim Cook, and he's pushing the augmented reality as the next big thing. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, yeah, 
I still rock the single uh, camera phone. Yeah. <laughs> and and there's a lot of things that I see, you know, that with the dual cam- camera that I'm like, oh, man, that'd be cool. But three cameras. Yeah. Pretty soon well, it's going to look like that one that had like, what, 12 on the back? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, the one rumor, and again, you get a one-source rumor. I don't necessarily, it definitely don't trust it, but saying how the quote-unquote Max camera, I don't know what they're going to keep calling it, uh, will have the three, but the two smaller ones will, will have two. So the 10R11, would be 11 or 12, excuse me, 11 or 12R, will have two cameras now. But to differentiate, and who knows how much that bad boy is going to cost. If you have three cameras, you know, if they make it even bigger or whatever happens with it. But, you know, you're adding a third camera and everything else and probably more RAM to cover all the processing. It's going to get, I mean, it's already pretty ridiculous, but it's going to get stupid ridiculous with this price. (laughs) Yeah. Well, with uh, stupid ridiculous, let's talk about Mark's new video. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> no, Mark did another video this week, and everybody needs to go to our YouTube channel on uh, on the or yeah, you can get it front to man. I can't talk. You can get to it from our website tinyshutter.com or just uh, type in tiny shutter on YouTube and uh, you'll see a new video by Mark that was uh, posted yesterday and uh, he gets to talk about uh, circular polarized lenses and he actually starts throwing a lens around so it's pretty cool I laughed when he yeah. chucked it over his shoulder. Let's <laughs> yeah, say so. So, so Mark's pay, Mark doing a uh, Luke Skywalker in the last Star Wars movie, yes. just kind of chucking it over his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had actually bought a eight dollar lens. It was a wide angle, and uh, I got it for a friend of mine who's doing like Facebook Live. And the problem with Facebook Live is that you have to shoot it in portrait mode. So uh, now you have to get a, like a wide wide angle or a fisheye lens to throw on there to to actually get most of the left and the right of the um, scene. And it had the same it had that same clip that he used. So I'm thinking if it doesn't work, I've got a nice clip, and then I just have to get some step, uh, uh, some, uh, what are they, the step uh, lens um, adapters? Yeah. And uh, I can put on a circular polarized lens. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's cool. If you don't know what a circular polarized lens is, it's a, a lens that you can turn and you can cancel out the glare. Uh, I have one on my stylus case right here that uh, I have. I have the uh, the fisheye, the wide angle with the macro, and then I've got a circular polarizer, and it's pretty cool. Um, most of the people that I show, they think it's like the coolest thing in the world. It's almost like magic. Um, 
but uh, yeah, check it out and and take a look. He, that it's pretty ingenious that you know you can just take a regular DSL, uh, uh, DSLR or SLR circular polarizer and be able to use it on your phone. Um, so uh, yeah, just give it give it a look. And that also segues us into our next discussion, which are external lenses. Is that right, Dave? I mean, Greg? Is that? Yeah. Add-on yeah. lenses. Ex- external, external lenses. And I thought, you know, maybe we could just have a, just a quick little discussion about whether or not we should even use them. <laughs> because Mark... Um, you know, a couple of years ago, he said he was done with them. Yeah. And now he's thinking about the uh, the new Moment 58 millimeter tele lens. Yep. Uh, because whether it's um, he's excuse me, just one second, I got a cough. <laughs> the cough button. Okay, I'm back. Well, let me uh, um, let me give a little history before uh, before you go yeah. into it. So. Okay. Uh, when. When Mark started the show and I came on it a little time later, uh, that was right around the time that Olo Clip had come out and really kind of, uh, I want to say, brought external lenses, add-on lenses, uh, you know, up in in uh, quality. And so I got the. I got the Olo clip for my 4S and it was great. I still have it, still have my 4S. I still shoot with it. And that is a great little lens set. Now, I think the new Olo clips, so that was a, that was a $70 set. The new Olo clips go for I think 150 uh in that range, give or take a few dollars. And and so it's like, oh man, one hundred and fifty dollars, and and this one has has it set up for front and rear. Uh, I want to say, yeah, front and rear camera setups. Um, and so you know that was cool, but you know every time we would upgrade our phones, we would have to upgrade our lenses too. And I got the the iPhone six. And got the stylus case with the carousel. And that was cool. I was like, yeah, this is great. You know, now I have multiple lenses that stay in this little carousel. And I just, I turn it, you can hear it. And um, and then pop the lens out and be able to use it on my phone. Well, then I got the iPhone 7. And... Even though it was basically the same size as the six, there were there was the uh, protruding lens of the seven, which meant that I had to get a new case and a it came with a new carousel, and that was another I want to say seventy or eighty dollars. After a while, we're like, man, just having to put down the bucks to replace all these. Uh, lenses and cases is starting to get expensive and then I think I think moment uh, decided that they were going to um, 
changed that. And I and they had the lenses that you could carry over from phone to phone, uh, with the exclusion of possibly uh, the dual lens setup. But you know, Mark and I at the time were like, man, I don't know if we're gonna, you know, keep keep doing it. But I think, uh, like you said, he had uh, that fifty eight millimeter is uh, tempting him. Yeah, yeah, it's the the quality is so good on it. Um, I, I think maybe that's mainly the temptation for him. Uh, for me, it's. You know, being able to to get in close to to your subject, you know, get 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 most of the stuff that doesn't matter out of the frame, and you know, it's like a zoom lens or, or a telephoto lens, right? Especially when you put it on the two times camera of a yeah. dual lens phone, you can you know get a lot closer. You lose a little bit um, of of light because of the uh, the different aperture in that camera compared to the wide angle. But, and then I think moment says you lose, uh, I think it's a stop or a stop and a half of light when you, when you put the lens on to begin with. Um, but it, it just, uh, it really enhances your, um, you know, your, your ability to get, get in close without having to walk up or move back or whatever. And it, it, it changes the, the dynamics of the, of the image itself, just because it's more like a telephoto as opposed to a wide angle. So, uh, um, I'm, I'm in the camp that says, yes, go ahead and use them. And, uh, you know, so I wrote this blog post and I wanted to get these pictures using the different lenses to show what I was talking about. <clears throat> and, uh, course with this weather i wasn't able to do that but i will and i will post it and i'll i'll put a link to it in our facebook group but uh, i just wanted to to know what you guys thought you, you know should you use them should you not you know does it um does it take away the uh you know does it does it put a damper on the essence of mobile when you use a, a lens like this on these phones what do you think dave Oh, sorry about that. Um, I mean, it does. It, I wouldn't say the essence of mobile. It's more of. For me, it's it would be if you have time to really think and set up a shot, it'd be different. You know, if you're using your phone more for I'm at somewhere and I'm here to take photos because this is something interesting going on. That to me is where the extra lens, because it would be, okay, I I either have to select a lens beforehand so I can just stick with it instead of having to adjust, or I would have to think so and move so quickly on the fly, I could lose the shot I'm going for. That's you a know, good point. It, it's like, oh, this is, okay, I see that shot there, so therefore I'm going to need to use this lens. So I have to take off the lens I have on right now and put on the right lens here. And then refocus your shot and take the photo. And as we learned from Matt, you should make sure that cover is really on that lens when you're not using oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Um, which I 
that's one that's another reason why I personally don't use them because I like the fact that I can put my phone in my pocket, either my coat pocket or my pants pocket. And if I see a shot, I can go boom or if I'm at an event versus having to remember to, well, take the lens kit with me, but also the extra bulk. Now, if you're more of, well, something's going to go on and I can plan a little bit ahead of time and I either want the macro, which I know. You know, the, the macro software like on camera plus two is good, but nothing beats having that lens, especially if you know that's what you're going to do in the first place. Or it, let's say at the couple events I've went to, it's like, man, I really wish I had a camera with a zoom lens on here just because I'm too far away. And that would have helped out a lot. Now, admittedly, though, this this 58 millimeter lens for a moment, it it brings you know, it brings your subject closer, but in a case like that, where it, you're at an event and, um, you know, you want to try to get a better shot, it'll, it'll give you a little better shot, but I don't, you know, it's, it's when things are far off in the distance like that, it, it doesn't really, um, let's just say it gets exponentially better the closer you are, like the effect yeah. of the, of the zoom, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, to expect that you're going to get, um, like say you're at, you, you know, the wrestling event you're at recently, right? Yeah. And if, if you were like, if you're up in the nosebleeds and, and you put that lens on it, it'll give you a little better view of the ring. But I mean, that's about all it's going to do for you. But if you were in say row 10 on the floor, you're going to be able to get a lot better view of what's going on. You know, you're going to get some, actually you're going to get some pretty good action shots. Right. And I'm also thinking if you're, let's say going to a kid's recital or like our, um, our nieces and nephew, their kid was at a rest. They're, they're like a five-year-old wrestling, you know, we're talking amateur proper, I want to call it proper, not professional wrestling. Um, and watching the kids wrestle, having that would help there because you're only mm-hmm. 30 feet away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would definitely be a benefit. Now, I do kind of question, you see lenses out there which are like 12x zoom lens for the iPhone. Mm-hmm. I oh, question yeah. that. I really question that just because you're putting that much on a zoom on a small lens and they first of all they look they they really do look ridiculous <laughs> i mean you got a, a half a foot thing almost it looks like sticking off your camera you <laughs> how know much sticking off loss? your phone how much how many how many stops do you think they're losing oh <laughs> i mean you you well according you can, to their sample pictures they are fantastic yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely <laughs> Yeah, and, and and the testimonials that they have on those websites, well, if you go to look those people up, they don't even exist. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I I I looked at those, and you know, part of me was tempted, but then uh, I wasn't. I actually bought a spotting scope. I have it right here. That it was dirt cheap, and I just wanted to give it a try because my father-in-law had picked up a. Uh, one of those uh, adapters to be able to hold your phone to a 
a, a telescope, a microscope, binoculars, spotting scope, whatever. And so I got that and just wanted to try it out. It was it was okay. Uh, it wasn't because it was cheap. It it wasn't that great, you know. And and so I was like, eh, something for the kids to play with. But mm-hmm. uh, so if you can get good glass and be able to use it, by all means, do it. I ride the fence on whether to have it on there or not. Um, part of me doesn't want the add-ons because it makes my phone bulky. And there's the whole, okay, I got to pull it out of its case and, you know, put it onto my uh, uh, phone case and then find the one that I want. By, by the time I want to get the shot, it's already passed. Um, and so, but then there are other times where I, I have all the time in the world, I'm going to go ahead and do it right. So I'll use the fisheye lens for two things either uh, doing a video or uh, doing the panoramics. Uh, Fisheye and panoramics is perfect. It works really well. Uh, You get get a lot more into your image, and it's actually, it it really isn't that bad. Um, And then the other is, the other one I, I love to use is the macro. Uh, the macro lens with this stylus case is pretty cool. You know, it, it, you know, anytime you can get a macro lens onto your, onto your phone, it, you know, it makes a world of difference. And if you want to see somebody who takes awesome macro images, Ithalu, uh, one of our, uh, people that, uh, uses the hashtag tiny shutter. And I, I, I mm-hmm. think she listens to the show. She's Itha, I-T-H-A underscore Mar, M-A-R, on Instagram. Look at her images. I think she keeps a, a an add-on lens, a external lens on her phone at all times because there's there's absolutely no reason, you know, if she had to pull it out and try to get capture some of those insects that she would have she wouldn't have any time to pull out a lens. I think she keeps it on permanently and her images are absolutely amazing. She not only, I don't even, I don't know if she uses um, like the simple macro lenses. She gets like the 30 times macro or something like that, that it just gets in into the detail has a very narrow depth of field. And those images are phenomenal. Yeah, she she is amazing. Um, you know the stuff that she puts on her her macro work is, like you say, is just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that's that's where you also have to as close as she has to be getting, where you can actually see the I don't I don't know if the correct term is like the fuzz or the fur. It looks like <laughs> fur on some of these insects. You have to control your breathing almost. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's a matter of you have to have full body control, just holding something with the macro lens that steady, and not just sp- and, and not spoof these animals. Right. I th- I think there are two things that she carries: her phone, and and possibly a squirt bottle. 
to get the the beads of water onto <laughs> yeah onto some of these things but yeah these images are just out of this world they're they're crazy how um how cool they are and you know the details are are really good so you can have an external lens um be prepared to have you know it'd be bulky um i remember the first time when i got so i got the olo clip for christmas and i was itching to use it and then we went to the smithsonian uh air and space museum over at dulles and i forgot it i was like really and and so i i improvised I used instead of having a wide angle lens, I took short panoramics uh, to, you know, capture the aircraft that I wanted to take pictures of. Now, a lot of people would look at it and go, "Oh man, you used a wide angle there," and you know, I'm like, "No, actually, it was panoramic." Um, you know, because they it wasn't like super stretched out panoramic. It was they were short, but they they got yeah. everything into the image that I wanted. It was more like a, a 16 by nine than some of those long panoramic uh, images. So you can capture wide angle type images with panoramics. You can there, well, there used to be a great uh, stitching app that would stitch the photographs together but that's gone. I wish it wasn't. Um, or carry carry uh, wide angle lenses. Yeah. So. All right. Any last thoughts? Um, I, I would just suggest that if you don't have any of these lenses, and you're you know you're thinking about looking at getting something like that, do some research. Um, you know, go to the different manufacturers' websites like Moment, Oloclip, uh, Stylus. Um, I think it's DC Kina. That's the ones that uh, Ithalu uses. Look at their sample images. You know, look at look at what you're getting for the money. Um, you know, definitely. You know, don't go beyond your budget because it's just a little. It's just a little lens, really. But um, do some homework before you you make the investment. And think, too, about um, down the road, because the first version of the moment lenses were no longer compatible once the, um, I believe it was once the iPhone 7 came out. Yeah. Uh, they, they went to a version 2 on their lenses, and I think they will be, um, I think they will be good for a lot longer, because moment has gone to you know, a case where you have to get the case to mount the lens to it. And it's a lot easier to buy a $30 case if you get a new iPhone, you know, you know, a couple of years or whatever, as opposed to trying to get a whole new set of lenses. Right. So that's something to think about too, not just with Moment, but with Oloclip and, and all those others. So do some homework before you, uh, before you decide to buy. And a lot of these, you know, I, I can I can put this other this first uh, generation carousel onto my case and try to make it work, but it, it you know with the with the slight changes and the better quality of the new case uh, of the new carousel, 
you know, there there are going to be, you know, ones that you can reuse, but most of the time if they if they redo the case, most likely, you know, you'll probably have to redo the lenses too. But, you know, Moment's done a good job of, you know, trying to make sure that they're not doing that every single year. Uh, like some of these other uh, manufacturers have to because with with upgrades or changes uh, the old stuff may not work or is lower quality too yep all right well i think it's time for us to move into our post pick of the week All right. Uh, see here, Greg. Do you mind taking the helm on this one? Sure. Sorry, I just had a sip here of, of my water. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so the challenge that we've had for the last couple of weeks was monochrome, and as we'd said on the last couple of episodes, a monochrome it can be black and white, but it doesn't have to stay black and white. You can add a tint or a hue to it. Um, you know, like a, a a tint of blue or pink or green or something like that to um, kind of go along with the mood of the image. And we had a lot of good submissions in the challenge. And as usual, it's not easy to pick a winner. Uh, we kind of went back and forth amongst us before uh, going on the air. And we had about three or four to choose from. And the one we've gone with is by Richard Tassari. Yeah. I hope I pronounced his name right. And he's from the state of Washington. And um, his image, he, he, he decided to keep it black and white. And it's an image of, uh, he's basically standing in the middle of a forest. And the sun is shining towards him. But the the rays of sunlight are are just dancing through the branches and it just makes for an absolutely stunning image. Um, whether it's morning or evening, hard to say it's black and white. And I mean, you don't know uh, which way he was facing obviously, but um, I'm going to guess it looks like a morning shot uh, just because there's a bit of, bit of fog or mist in the air. And he actually, um, he uh, called it morning sun. So oh, it, is, okay. it is a morning shot. So <laughs> okay, I, I just have the image open itself. I don't have yeah. the uh, um, the title or anything. So so yeah, uh, it, it's it's a nice kind of a dramatic image. Does it say Joe what he used for uh, uh, editing yes. or anything? He used the six S plus to take the shot. He used camera plus two, and then he edited it into uh, carbon. I'm going to have to look that one up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm suspecting that's a black and white editor. Yeah. But, but yeah, it, it's, it's really cool. It, it's just, uh, um, you know, it has a real mysterious look and feel to it. And uh, um, I just love the way the, you know, the sun is kind of blocked out by the branches. So it's not blinding light coming towards you, but you could just see the rays, the beams going through the, through the trees. Yeah, Carbon is a black-and-white photo editor. So, cool. Let's see here. It looks like... And very highly rated. 
Yeah, it's free, but it has in-app purchases. So there's mm -hmm. probably extra stuff that you can purchase along with it. Yeah, it looks like you have additional filters, duotone, magical bokeh effects for all for like $4 and the full thing for 20. All right, I'm going to look up on let's see in the App Store. It'll be funny if I actually bought it. <laughs> Urban. Yeah, and I'm seeing 4.6 out of 5 reviews with 4,000 ratings. Nope, I haven't gotten it yet. So guess what I'm doing? Download. <laughs> Very cool. What are your thoughts on the image, uh, Dave? Oh, yeah. It, the image is really striking. Um, you, for an image like this, in my mind, there's almost, there's only, I'm sorry, there's two ways to look at. One is just you know, like a morning image, you can see like if you go camping and just being out there in the woods and first thing in the morning or almost like a, in I mean, this in the best way possible, a horror image <laughs> where you're kind of stumbling through the woods and you see the the light just kind of streaking through as you're trying just to get away from whatever you're trying to get away from. Right. And yeah. either way, real, you know, either way you can kind of, that's the great thing about images is putting the emotion and putting the, trying to tell a story, looking at an image. Because yeah. that to me is what makes a really good image a great image is when you can put a story behind it. Yeah. You know, there's some emotion, something beyond just the image itself. And yeah, the, 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 the light rays are absolutely amazing looking here. Yeah. Yeah, I like uh, I like this image. It's it's pretty good. Uh, it looks like uh, on Carbon to get the full full access, it's twenty dollars, which isn't bad if it's that good. Apparently, a lot of people like it. But uh, going back to the image, I love it. Uh, you know, growing up in California. Uh, when we went to the mountains and you would go into the forests, you know, you can run around and, you know, stick your arms out and not touch any trees. Whereas here in, in the Carolinas on the, on the East coast, uh, it's called, it's, it's called the thick, you know, you have to kind of climb through briar bushes and it, it can be kind of uh, uh disheartening if you're trying to get get away from you know the police or the or no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> <laughs> you no. haven't done that yet. no never for um, large fast moving wildlife yeah yeah <laughs> like cats um and uh <laughs> No, uh, but, you know, this reminds me of, you know, the West Coast and you know, just having these magnificent trees. And there were plenty of times I went camping and was a, woke up to just kind of breathtaking views. Uh, I love Lake Tahoe. I love... Um, a lot of the Sierra Nevadas and the, you know, the Sierra Pacifics are, are, are nice, too. If you go up north of San Francisco, uh, you start getting into uh, the Redwoods. And, you know, it's, you know, it is amazing uh, what you can see. And then, you know, you have 
other places that have you know pretty awesome forests and uh you know so being able to capture that i think is is really really cool all right well congratulations richard you are our post pick of the week winner if you want to be chosen as post pick of the week, you have two options. Uh, you could do what Richard did and participate in our weekly photo challenge. Uh, the other way, and that's on Facebook, the other way is to use Instagram and use the hashtag tiny shutter on your images. And we go through and on the uh, off week that we don't choose from the weekly photo challenge. Um, uh, we go through and pick an image from Instagram. So uh, this, since this is our uh, day that we picked from the weekly photo challenge, we have to pick another challenge. And I saw that, uh, Greg, you posted something in our chat. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was panoramic. I like that. Yeah, I think you, that's a good. You idea. mentioned it a couple of times there, so uh, I thought that might be interesting. I know we've done it before, but it's been a while, so I thought it'd be nice to revisit that. Yeah, and not a lot of people do panoramics, or at least they don't post no. a lot of them. So this will be interesting since uh, Facebook has a a feature that they are able to, you know, kind of show the panoramics in a virtual 360 type setting. Mm. So this will be interesting to see what, uh, what we get when uh, this uh, challenge is posted to Facebook. And there's also with Instagram, you can do a panoramic in like three different uh, panels. Oh, really? Yeah. In fact, there's an app on, that you can get for the iPhone called Panels, P-A-N-O-L-S. And you take a panoramic image and it'll divide it into three for posting to Instagram. P-A-N-O-L-S? I believe that's how it's spelled, yeah. All right, let's see. Yeah, Panels on App Store iTunes. Let's open this up and take a look. And uh, yeah, looks like yep. I think that's it. Allows iPhone photographers to share pan panorama shots on Instagram. Very cool. They want thirty dollars. No, I'm just kidding. It's a dollar ninety nine. Carbon wants almost thirty dollars in Canada for full access. They want twenty eight dollars. In Canada. Well, you know, it goes back to our, uh, it seems like a reoccurring theme that, you know, if you look at what Photoshop and Illustrator and a lot oh, of yeah. those, you know, those Adobe suites cost in comparison to what we can buy now on yeah. the iOS uh, <clears throat> app store. Yep. Yeah, this is a drop in the bucket. Now I yeah, keep saying true. I don't want to know. I don't want to know how much I've paid so far in the last seven years, um, because it it probably shock. It would, <laughs> yeah, it probably shock me. <laughs> um, but a dollar ninety nine 
Oh yeah, I'll pay a dollar ninety nine for an app. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Snapseed when it first came out was four ninety nine, and that was a premium price at the time. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was worth it. Um, and now it's free. So lucky everybody who now gets it and, and, and they have it for free, but I would still pay four ninety nine for it because it's that good. So, yeah, I mean, if you, if you think that you would use carbon, uh, a lot and you want to unlock all their features, pay the $20 in us or $30 in Canadian and get it. Uh, you know, does it look like everybody was pretty happy with it? Yep. Same with panels. Um, since I have it, I forget if I had to buy it or not. Is there a price on it in it's, the app store? It's, it's one ninety nine. One. Oh, say there you go. It's um, you know, less than the price of a coffee at a restaurant. So, yep. Um, uh, well, Starbucks anyway. And actually, so yeah, uh, so yeah. Let's see. Let's see the uh, let's see the panoramas come alive. Yeah, they have an in-app purchase for one ninety-nine, and it's um, it's watermarks. So I guess if you want to put watermarks on oh. your images, then uh, by all means. But I don't do watermarks. Nobody's stealing my. Is it images. is it to remove the watermark or yet to add? No, no yeah, I that think may be more of removing their own watermark. Oh, really? Even yeah. after the dollar ninety nine, it might be. Uh, let's see. I think I have a panoramic in here. Slide across to get started. Okay. Oh, you want me to go through all the stuff that you want me to know? Okay. Here we go. Access library. Okay. Uh, done. Let's go to. Great, Greg. How do you spell that again? P a. P a n o l s. Okay, there we go. Let's let me scroll down to the in-app unlock all features, multi-grid portrait. No, no, that's the add a co- no. You're right. This is to add one. This is to add a watermark oh. for copyright because it says copyright branding. Yep, yep. Oh, okay. Yep. So apparently, it's splitting new photos for me. And then I guess I add those to Instagram. Copy to Instagram. And it looks Later. like it is square only, but yeah, it, for an extra buck, you can do a tall format photo. Yeah. Very cool. Well, there's a couple new apps for you. <laughs> and I should play this uh, just to end out the apps. Here we go. It's that simple to put the app Right on the phone. Can I help? All right. <laughs> we haven't played that in one in a while. All right. Well, uh, is there anything else that you guys have? Because I think we have ourselves a show. Huh? Good to go here. Well, speaking of show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, give an update on the um, – the uh, podcast that I'm working on with Jack Hollingsworth, uh, Kate Haley, and Joanne Carter from the App Whisperer, um, we've decided to change the name of the show. Uh, we were going to call it the Camera Roll Podcast, <clears throat> but 
we've decided to change the name to suit more of what we're actually going to be talking about. And it's going to be called the iPhone Photography Show. And um, we went that way. We were going to try to, you know, we thought of other show show titles, um, you know, maybe to, to make it something generic so that we can include more Android stuff. But really, in all honesty, none of us are... Uh, that well versed in Android, like we we can't really speak with authority on Android phones, let alone photography using an Android phone, um, because we don't have them, and we wanted to you know really make it uh, an iPhone centric program. So um, look for that. Hopefully, I'm going to say hopefully in in sometime in March, um, and you know again I'll keep you posted on here as to the progress but uh you know we're getting there we're getting closer uh it just takes a lot of time to plan because the four of us are from very different parts of the world um two of them in the u.s but very you know distant from each other and of course there's me in canada and joanne in london england so you know it's it's difficult to get uh a time when everybody can get together and, and you know you know do a, have a like a a planning meeting or whatever. So we're working on it, and uh, it, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Oh yeah, and I'm excited. I can't wait to hear it. I've been I've been needing uh, another photography uh, podcast to listen to, one that is kind of relevant to what I like, and so I'm looking forward to this and. Of course, uh, you know, we had Jack on the show and we actually need to get him back on the show at some point um, and, you know, have him back on here. But, you know, having him on the show and, you know, he was one of the first guys that I know really stuck out and said, hey, this thing's great. We need to start using it and we need to start talking about it, too. And, you know, we, you know, back, back when we did those other podcasts, we kept, we kept going back to, have you seen what we can do with the, with these phones? This is pretty cool, uh, to now having, you know, uh, seven years, uh, of tiny shutter and, you know, we're still, you know, it's, it's still like, this seems great. Can you see what it did? Did you see what it did? And, uh, you know, so having another show is going to be awesome. I can't wait to hear it. And I'm excited for you guys. Thank you. All right. Well, let me go ahead and play this. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. Barely. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Dave, why don't you tell everybody yeah. where they can find you? Sure. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as ProfPod. You can find me on the um, Facebook group as Dave Podner. And occasionally you can find me on in uh, chat and mention during the uh, awesome cast on the Sorgatron uh, Media Network, or I guess Sorgatron Podcasting Network that he has, uh, his technology show where he does uh, mention when I'm in chat and uh, I think I'm almost officially changing my name to Dave Podner, the Tiny Shutter Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. All right. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. cool. Uh, Greg, tell everybody where they can find you. Okay, you can get me on Instagram at McMillanPhoto, on Twitter, McMillan underscore photo. 
And in the iPhone, um, uh, sorry, the Artful Iphonography community uh, with my name, Greg McMillan. Awesome. You can find me on Instagram at Joseph Ferreira. You can find links to our show notes, our YouTube channel, our Patreon, and a bunch of other stuff by going to tinyshutter.com. And uh, hopefully we'll have Matt back next week since uh, he is uh, usually the one keeps us grounded and uh, um, gives us a hard time. We miss it. But <laughs> no, he's uh, he's recovering from being sick. And and so we wish him well and he'll be back next time. All right. Well, uh, good show, gentlemen. Why don't you say good night to everybody? Good night, everybody. Have a great week. All right. And uh, we'll see you later. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, flaming disaster. And the other 5%? Irrelevant, sir. I, I, I thought you were dead. Oh, no. I told you. Well, I fibbed a little bit, but don't be mad. Remember, it's better to tell the truth. And that's no lie. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Brilliant, ruthless, and almost certainly a monomaniac. Though, in fairness, his photographs are actually quite good. <laughs> oh. Oops. Play that. Barely. <laughs> All right, here you go. New Hampshire. All right. <laughs> Oh. I forgot to mention that uh, I forgot to mention that um, the next edition of Mobiography magazine, I believe it's coming out this weekend. I've got an article in there. Oh, cool! Well, guess I what? mentioned it in the past, but uh, you just mentioned it because it's on the show. All right, bye everybody. Oh, sweet! Boom. <laughs> As and on behalf of Matt Hoffman, bye bye. <laughs>